the gift of unanswered prayer. Now, we just read some scriptures here that seems to indicate to us that I tell you that if two or more of you are on earth agree with anything, then it shall be done. And so there are a lot of people who take that as, as, as their authority to, to hold somebody else's hand and say, let's go into agreement. And let me tell you something. In both of these scriptures that we read in Matthew and also in John, while the substance is the fact that, yes, God will do that which you have prayed with him, but there's a caveat to that. And the caveat is not that you pray whatever you want, but you pray according to his will. If we are first in agreement with him, then we can join in agreement with others. But our agreement with others is not the initial fact. That, that's not the important thing here. It's not whether my wife and I are in agreement on something or you and your prayer partner are in agreement with something. It's are we in agreement with the mind and the will of God? All of us, every one of us, at one time or the other, we've experienced Unanswered prayer. And the reason I'm, this is brought to my mind uh, this week was because Pastor Gideon and I have been working on getting together the uh, Pray For You ministry outreach of our church. And it is just, let me just give you a report and update. It is coming along fabulously. We, we got the logo all professionally printed. It's all ready to go. We, we purchased the tents and we're going to have signage put on the tents and uh, we will have a, uh, uh, we've got all kinds of materials that we're making available and we've training people to go out there into the highways and byways and, and a simple little declaration. We're here to pray with you. We're not here to tell you what you have to do with your life. We're not here to, you know, bring conviction upon you or condemnation. We're not here to tell you you better straighten up or else you're going to hell. We're here to say, look, God loves you and we're here and we want to be your prayer partner. We're just, just come on over. No, no requirements. No, uh, no conditions. Just uh, give me your hand, and whatever your need is, we'll pray. And that's 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 the ministry that's being birthed in this church, and is uh, about ready as soon as the government allows us to go out into the streets. You know, we're going to be going out there, and uh, just praying with people, letting people know about the grace of God, but. As I was doing this, I realized that there are times and conditions in which sometimes we pray for things and we don't get the answers according to our will, our desires, our expectations. And uh, I, I have to look at these things and sometimes we struggle. Why hasn't God answered my prayers you pray for something all of us have had this you prayed for someone who's sick and you pray god deliver them and they get sicker i remember one time a young man in our church we were out playing uh, uh, softball one night and he, he you know one afternoon and he sprained his hand and did something and so they brought him to me and i prayed and laid hands on him and 
And I confessed, said, Lord, take this thing and heal it. Well, the next Sunday when he came to church, he was in a cast. I said, what happened? He says, well, you prayed for my healing of the sprain, so God made it broken. <laughs> I had a broken wrist. I said, okay. So you, you look at situation, and, 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 and it's happened. And sometimes we get discouraged and we get uh, uh, disappointed. Uh, you know, why isn't it that God has intervened and responded to our prayers uh, the way we think that he should? Well, there's reasons for that. And, you know, the other thing, before I get into the reasons for it, it, it it's in our history with God sometimes gets us a little confused. When you first get saved and you first begin to initiate that relationship with God, it seems that every prayer that you pray gets answered. You know, it, it, boom, you pray for this, boom, you pray for that, and everything's happening. And you, wow, this is terrific. And then as you grow and progress in your maturity, you find that, boy, what's happening? I, I prayed for this and that didn't happen. I prayed for that and that didn't and what's going on? Am I losing faith? No, you're growing up. You're maturing. See, when you're immature, when you're young, when you're an infant and you need something, you know, God's always there. You, he can't reason with you. He can't, you know, speak to you in wisdom and give you understanding of what's going on. So, you know, God's demonstrating to you the fact that he has all power. But that is not the relationship that God wants us to have with him, that we have faith in his power. We need to have faith in his personhood. And it's not always, God is not always there just giving us everything we want because then our confidence is in our prayers rather than in God. There are a course of life that we've been assigned and a destiny that we're striving towards that God has given specific steps for us to take so that we get at these places. And sometimes, uh, you know, we maybe go off course a little bit. And God's got to bring a little protection to us or correction. And sometimes we don't, we, we, we don't like the correction. Wasn't it Peter who said, you know, uh, you know the, uh, the problems and the trials and the sufferings are going through. During, well, I'm going through them. I don't like them. I hate them. They're terrible. They're grievous. But what happens after you go through them? My glad God didn't answer my prayer. You know, sometimes God's no is not a rejection. It's a redirection. Amen. Yeah. We're going in this way thinking this is what I should be doing. And, 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 and I know my own personal testimony. As I grew up in the ministry, you know, I've been here now 50 plus years, and I remember as a young preacher, I thought I knew exactly what it was that I was supposed to be doing, and I bombarded the heavenlies with, with you with my plans and my petitions and, and my ways and saying, God, we have to do this, and I had a vision of who I was and what my ministry was supposed to be and how big my church was supposed to be and what I was supposed to do, and I'm bombarding the heavenlies, Lord, 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 and then I look around and things... And don't go that way. But you know what? I've had the experience of many years now to look back and see why it is that God didn't grant me the desires of my heart for my ministry. Because my desires 
were for my ministry, not for his kingdom. And I didn't realize that. And there are, there are things that, well, sometimes, you know, God seemed to, you know, because I'm, I'm a very forceful individual. And I'm praying and asking God to do things, and I find little cracks in the, in the door that opens a little bit. And so what I start doing is I use in all my powers of persuasion and all my influence and, 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 and try to get people to do things the way I want to get done. And, and I finally get it done. Oh, praise the Lord, look at where we're at. And then all of a sudden, you wish you hadn't been there. So God's no is not a rejection. It's a rededication. And God oftentimes has got to protect us from what we think we want. And then he has to bless me with the things that I didn't know that I needed. There's a big difference. God's not interested in just giving me what I want. He's interested in giving me what I need. Hey, yes, there are times that we come to God with our own personal request. And you, you just take my daughter, Susan. She's an old lady now, 22 years old, going to be her next birthday. And uh, you would think that uh, she would be delivered from all these little childish things, but not her. She loves her Barbies. And, you know, many times Mama and I are sitting in the family room, you know, having some family time. And what do you want to watch on TV? What movie? And inevitably, if Susan gets a vote, it's a Barbie movie. Or it's one of the, one of the other, you know, yeah, okay, fine. Well, I, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to watch, uh, you know, uh, uh, Mission Impossible or uh, Jack Ryan or, you know, something, you know, something like that. Yeah, but... And we are watching Barbie. And Barbie is doing this and then. But here I am. I'm loving it. Not because I love Barbie. I promise you, and don't, let, don't tell this to my daughter, but I promise you that I, I could live the rest of my life without ever watching another Barbie movie. But I know that's not going to happen. Yeah, it's the truth. I, I, I can go the rest of my life without watching a Barbie movie. But the reason I do it is because it brings such great pleasure to her. Her mother and I just sit there and listen to her. We don't really listen or watch the movie because she's so into it. She'll laugh so, you know, if you take her to the movie, you, you better sit where there's nobody around for you know, I mean, uh, a big radius, because when she laughs, oh my, I mean, it is a laugh that you hear. All, and it's a laugh that not only you hear, but it's a, mother, isn't it true that it's a laugh that you feel? I mean, you feel the laughter. I mean, it's so genuine and so explosive. And so she says, well, daddy, can we watch, uh, you know, and she's very feminine. On how she gets daddy to watch the Barbie movie. Oh, daddy, we'll watch whatever you want. I mean, it doesn't have to be a Barbie. <laughs> but I grant her to the desires of her heart because 
it brings us such great pleasure. And it does nothing to harm her. There's some you know, good principles that are taught in Barbie movies, you know, about, about friendship. I really are. I mean, they're, they're, they're wholesome. A lot better than some of the other things you watch on television. You know, so uh, you, but <laughs> the other day, I got some messages on my telephone. And lo and behold, about 15, 20, 30, 100, I don't know how many, all of a sudden you're hearing this, bing, you know, you got a message, bing, got a message, bing, you got a message. So I took my telephone out and I started looking to see what's a message from Susan. Oh, isn't that wonderful? And a message is not a message in words, it's a message in pictures. It's a picture. And what is it a picture of? A Barbie doll. <laughs> and I said, Susan, what are you doing? Oh, nothing, Dad. Uh, I mean, bing, bing. I mean, I must have 25 Barbie dolls on my telephone. You know, if somebody comes and confiscates my telephone and starts looking at the things that are in there, they're going to think I'm some kind of weirdo. But, you know, she's, she didn't come to me and say, Daddy, would you buy this for me? No, she, she knows my heart towards her. And she just puts this up there. It's nothing. I just thought it was cute and you would like it. But the message behind the you would like it is, that's what I want. Would you buy me one? My birthday's coming up. Christmas is coming up. I did say to her once before, and I forgot this, and I'm glad that she reminded me, that every birthday I would get her a Barbie doll, and I've been negligent with that, and it's been my fault. <laughs> so I reaffirm my vow to you, sweetheart, before God and all these people here. I, I, you will get one of these, but the Barbie doll, she's been looking at $100, $200. I'm saying, oh, what about the $15 one and $19 ones? But, you know, I... I know her heart, and it's a small thing for me to do to bring such pleasure to her. But there are times that she might request of me something that I realize is not in her best interest. So I'm not going to give to her the things that she wants just because she wants them. My perspective, my objective in life with my daughter and my family, with you, is to make sure that I give you what you need, not just what you want. And sometimes God doesn't give you what you want, not because you don't deserve it. Well, God's not answering my prayer. Oh, man, I just... I don't know, maybe God doesn't love me. You know, sometimes he doesn't give to you because you don't deserve it, but because you deserve so much more. Remember Hannah? Samson's, uh, Samuel's mother? She was praying for a son. She continually prayed for a son, continually went to the temple. Lord, Lord, give me this. Lord, I want a son. And she would complain and, and she would you know, think, oh, God doesn't love me. And her husband would reassure her. And yet his other wife was having all these children. And she, she felt so isolated and cut off from God because she wasn't getting what she wanted. But what God was saying to her, Tana, would you finally get to the place where I could really give you what, you, what I want to give you? 
And when she finally came to a place of absolute desperation, she cried, Lord, 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 I'll tell you what. I'll make a bargain with you. I'll come into a covenant. If you give me a son, I'll give him to you. And God finally says, ha, huh, now that is the prayer I've been waiting for. She was praying for a son. He wanted to give her a kingmaker. Wow. So sometimes our unanswered prayers are our greatest blessings because we don't know how to pray the way we should. And as we get matured in the things of God, we realize that, you know what? God is not found in the miracles. God is not found in the healings. The glory of God is found in His grace. My personal healing, I, I, want, I would love to be healed of all of these conditions that I've gone through over the years. Some of you have been with me for the last 40 years. You know of all the different things that I've gone through, heart attacks and operations and everything else. And you, well, we pray, 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 pray for you. And you wonder, what's, what's wrong? Nothing is wrong. Everything was right. Why? Because I had the mind of Christ to being able to take my crisis situations and look for opportunities to manifest God's grace in every situation. Thank God I was in the hospital at the times that I were because I had people that I was able to talk to who needed to hear from God. And granted, God's love for me isn't manifested in my physical being. It's manifested in my spiritual being. By his stripes I am healed. Yes, but that is not signifying the healing of the flesh. It's signifying the restoration and the healing of the spirit man. The flesh is going through the consequences of Adam's fall. There are consequences. But the fact is that as children of God, there is no consequence to God that, that has come against our lives that, hasn't, that God doesn't want to transform into an opportunity for him to manifest his grace. Yes. Understand that. When you think you're going through something that is so terrible and so difficult and so hard, you can't endure Please understand the grace of God. Because if you know that, others will know that. Yes. You get healed and they'll celebrate. But you know what? We actually had people who were dead get healed in our church services. You think that made a change in people's lives? No. After a period of time, uh, they just justified it in some way. Or the other, Well, this happened and rationalized it away. But you know the lessons that they listen to and learn from is not the miraculous. But when you're going through a circumstance and they recognize how difficult it is and yet you go through with grace. You go through with patience. 
you go through with confidence. No matter what the circumstances might be, you're able to say, you know what? My God is in control. So while I prayed for some things that I really wanted, thought I needed, greatly desired, my greatest blessing, those prayers were unanswered. Not because I wasn't deserving, but because God wanted to give me so much more. So that's what I share with you this morning. Look at the circumstances and situations. Maybe your finances are, you know, just to the point where you think, oh, my God, I can't make it. What am I going to do? And you're looking for all kinds of situations this morning. I just want to tell you. God isn't found in your finances. God isn't found in your healings. God isn't found in your opportunities. God is found in his grace. His grace that enables all of us to manifest his glory in every circumstance and situation. See, my faith isn't in my circumstances and situation. What God does, I've told you this story before when I first got saved and I was, second night, I was in the chapel of Teen Challenge and I was struggling with my faith in God. Does God really exist? I didn't know whether I believed that there was a God. Yet I was praying and asking him into my life but I was all confused and, 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 and so I, I, I was alone in the prayer chapel at Teen Challenge Center and there was this big Bible on the pulpit and uh, I, I, I remember this prayer. I said, God, look, I need to know that you're real. So would you do me a favor, please? Just, just you know, as I'm praying, would you just make one of the pages turn and just give me a sign evidence that you're real and that's all I'll ever need Lord I just need a sign and I prayed I prayed with great earnesty and you know fervency and and I looked down and page didn't turn and so I said well maybe God needs some help so I started waving my hands trying to you know create a air current, you know, just, you know, and more, still didn't, God, I said, well, I guess God's not there, but you know what, it was the greatest thing that happened to me, and those pages didn't turn, why, because later on, God taught me, he says, son, I don't want you to depend upon the miraculous I want you to depend on me. If I would have done these things for you, that's what you have been the rest of your Anytime you wanted something, you would have to expect me to do it. But I got things for you that are far greater to do than what you even understand right now. And you know, I th- thought I knew what I was all about. The Teen Challenge Center and then later on in Zion Bible Institute, 
I thought I knew the course of my life, the plan that was before me, the destiny that God had assigned. And I pursued that in my own strength, my own desires. And when things weren't going, going towards my understanding of what I was supposed to do, then I got disappointed and discouraged. Back then, I couldn't understand it. But I look at my life today, and I'll tell you what I see. I see a man who has a relationship with God that is so intimate, a relationship that is so pure. I see a man that accesses the mind of God in a way that, wow, is special and unique, especially for this time and this age. I've got a word for the people of this day and age. And I know that word comes from God. Not from my own understanding, not from my wisdom, not from my intellect, not from my training. And I've learned how to access that. I've learned how to come to that place where God can manifest his, his purposes through me. Understandings and clarifications of truths that have been hidden or misused over the years and I look at where I am today and let me tell you something let me tell you something I don't see the thousands of people I don't see I don't hear the accolades coming from all corners of the world saying what a great man I am I don't see these things like I thought when I was younger that's what I was going to see but what I see now is a man that hears the voice of the Lord and is gifted by his grace to be able to speak these things. In this past few weeks, I've had opportunity to read some of the things that God inspired me to write. And, and I say this not boasting, please believe me. But I was reading some of these things and I'm going, wow, wow. And you wonder why it's been that when these things, you know, the age of glory was an understanding that God gave to me 20 years ago on December 14th, 1999. And now all of a sudden, it just has come forth in my spirit. Why did it have to wait that long? Because sometimes God gives you something but he patience there's that that word has got to be nurtured it's got that seed needs to go into the ground it needs to be digested by the earth it needs to come forth there needs to be a, a little sprout before it becomes the great tree of understanding and I'll tell you what I'll tell you what my friend and I say this from the depths of my heart I am so glad that God didn't answer my prayers the way I wanted him to. I pray this has been an inspiration to you this morning. The blessing of unanswered prayer. Whatever happens, 
it's all good. And the only reason you don't understand its goodness is because you don't understand it from the mind of Christ. See things from his eyes, from his perspective. And you will be able to say amen with the word of God that declares all things work together for good to them that love the Lord and are called according to his purpose. Everything, even my unanswered prayers. Hallelujah. Father, I thank you for this opportunity. We've had to share your word with your people this morning. And I pray that it will have an impact on their hearts just as it has had an impact on mine. I pray that we will be encouraged today, not by signs and wonders and miracles, but encouraged by your compassion and your love and your grace that will never forsake us. And that you always bring us through. We thank you, Lord, for this intimacy of relationship, not that I have with you, but that you have with me. I bless you. In Jesus' name, amen.